Grace, mercy, and peace are yours through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're in the third week of our God Lived Life series, and today we're considering hospitality. If it doesn't jump out at you right away, maybe it will as we go through the message or as I bring it up to you now. But it may seem that some of these distinctions we're making, the life of discipleship, the life of uh, love, and a life lived for others, and hospitality, they're all kind of artificial distinctions. And so as we consider hospitality today, I think you'll find what I find is that Matthew sees all of these things as being very tightly bound together. Matthew is very concerned about what it means to be a disciple of Christ and how you become one and what it looks like. He's very interested in what true love is and what that looks like. And hospitality. Let me reread Matthew 9 for you. As Jesus went down from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Did it jump out at you? Hospitality as essential to the God-lived life? The way Matthew tells it is quite the opposite. He tells it like, well, Jesus just walked past and he told me to get up and I followed him and I went to my house and of course Jesus ate with me. And then all these tax collectors and sinners just started showing up. It doesn't sound like uh, the master of hospitality at work. But what you find is that it is the essence of hospitality. That those who see Christ and find themselves in Him, hospitality will just be what they do. Because as Christ is with us, tax collectors and sinners will flock. And we will have ample opportunity to share our lives and our love and our resources with them. The first key that Matthew lays out to hospitality is seeing Jesus. 
It's difficult to see in some of our translations because uh, the translators, they, they just get rid of the word because it's too stylistically awkward or redundant. But Matthew has the imperative form of look. Look stamped all over chapters 8 and 9. Every time something happens, he says, look, and they saw, and Jesus saw, and look this guy, and look this guy. Just a taste of what Matthew wants you to see. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. And look, a man with leprosy came and knelt before him. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be clean. A father, look, his daughter has just died. And he comes to Jesus and he says, my daughter is dead. But I know that if, if you just come with me and you touch her, that she will live again. And Jesus follows him. And on the way, a woman who's had hemorrhaging for 12 years, she thinks to herself, if I can just get close enough to touch him, I know what he can do for me. I believe it. And she does. And Jesus says, your faith has saved you. And then he gets to the house where he was going, where the dead daughter is. And he tells the weepers and the mourners to, to quiet. Go away for a little while. She's just sleeping. And they mock and jeer, this fool. Who would put their hope in something beyond death? And Jesus doesn't even say a word. He just walks in the room, takes her hand, and lifts her up. Gives her back to her parents. That is what Matthew is pointing to. Look, look. And that is precisely what the Pharisees cannot understand. Precisely what they don't get. Why Jesus has to tell them, you go and learn. Become a disciple yourself, teacher. Go and learn what it means. I desire love, mercy, faithfulness, not sacrifice. He quotes Hosea 6. And if you remember anything about Hosea, it's probably the scandalous nature of the book, which is God's prophet Hosea is called by God to marry a prostitute. And not only to marry a prostitute, but to have children by her. And then she goes away and leaves him again. 
And he's supposed to stoop so low to go and buy her back. His rightful wife, he goes and buys her back. Shameful, right? Who would stoop so low? And Jesus says, I do. Your God does. Because there is no hope for you otherwise. You all like sheep have been going astray. Your faithfulness is like the dew, like fog in the morning, here and gone. But I am faithful always. I, this loving God who stoop down and make myself low to love sinners. Matthew says, look. And learn. And when we see a God whose love is like that, whose heart for his people has put him in the position of suffering and taking up their burdens always, and now especially in Christ, that God, sinners, wounded and hurting, crippled in heart. That God we can have confidence to approach. With this God, we don't need to hide what we are. In fact, you cannot hide what you are. And God wants you precisely in the point of despairing of yourself. but hoping only in Him. You have to first know and realize just how crippled you are, just how blind you are. And then, like the leper, you will come to the Lord and He will be your only hope. And you will know just how loving, just how powerful our God is to save. And you cannot know that if you're just half broken, if you just half despair of yourself. If you say, you know what, I'm, I'm getting by, I'm getting by. Tomorrow's another day. We're going to get through this. As humans, we just, we hate to be low. We hate to be totally helpless. We all know the feeling and the frustration and the anger that can accompany helplessness. But this loving God reaches out His hand to those people. And before that kind of a God, 
we can realize just how fall, how far fall, how far we fall short. And to realize just how high he lifts us. And once we know that power, the healing power and the love of God that reaches out for us, that is real. And we can testify to every human being, not about something that we learned in catechism class, not about something that I heard in the sermon on Sunday, but about the God who is love and about His Son who came down to take your burdens and your wounds and to heal them forever. When we see ourselves in Christ and in His love, He fills us with that love and that strength. You see, when we're just trying to walk on our own, when we're just getting by, when we feel like we can't let anybody else into our lives, we, we don't have the time. My life is full up. I don't have the energy. I, my, my plate is full. When God comes and restores our hearts, now we're free to see. Now we're free to love those people. Now our eyes are open to them. Because the strength that God has given us and the life that Christ has put in us is not our own. From that place, as we live and find ourselves in Christ, we will see a world full of people just like us who desperately need that fixing and healing who desperately need the hand of Christ to reach out to them. People that are hoping and believing that there is something else, that it can't just be this. And Christ through you reaches out. When Christ lives in us. When we share in His sufferings and in His death, we share also in the hope and the power of that resurrected life. And then it's, it's no longer about making sure that you invite people to your house enough times this year or this month. It's not about making sure, did I make that one acquaintance this week? Hospitality is not that. When Christ lives in you, the tax collectors and the sinners, they will be there. And you, 
will have Christ to give them. What a better picture of hospitality than the Lord's Supper. And as we are crucified with Christ and as He lives in us, what people come when they come to us, what people receive is not us, but they receive Christ. And in Him, they will find the power and the hope and the love that you know. They will find the Christ, the doctor of souls. So, what is my challenge for the stewardship challenge? Don't be afraid. Let God break you completely. Die with Christ. And you will know just how good and how loving He is. And you will see God's hospitality in your life, not your own. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have sent your Son to us, not only to take on our physical burdens, but to heal us from our sin. We ask that as our sins are healed and as we know your power and your love to heal, make us strong and open our eyes to see those who are hurting and in need. Give us the strength, your strength, to open our hearts and our lives to them that they too may find you, Jesus. We pray all these things in his glorious name. Name. Amen.